0: Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Doable Discipleship, the show that's designed to deepen your faith and friendship in God, or as Jason likes to say.
1: Oh, we know, it, everybody knows that it's the show that helps you grow.
0: It's the show that helps you grow. Mm. We have been in our season of listening. We've gotten to talk to some great guests, talk through uh, listening across generations, across ethnic lines. Um, we've had some really great conversations, but Jason, how about you help us uh, with this episode,
1: yeah, guys, this is uh, this is a really special one because we're just going to be uh, talking with our buddy Brandon here, and uh, and Brandon has something that is is going on in in his life that he um, is excited to share with you, and and we thought it would be really cool to make that a part of this listening season because it really has to do with um, really at its heart, it is listening, and so so Brandon. Why don't you share with everybody um, what you and your wife have been hearing from God?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, thanks, Jason. It is, uh, like you said, we've been talking about listening on the podcast, but I have also been listening. i uh, been listening to the Spirit of God and what he's doing and where he's leading. And um, my wife and I, we have come to the conclusion that God is calling us home uh, for us to North Carolina, to start the process of planning a church. Um, yeah, <laughs> so with that said, my season um, at Saddleback is coming to an end in my season on doable discipleship is coming to an end. Um, I got the chance just to kind of earlier today to go back and look through the episodes I've been a part of. Mm. Um, Jason, you have been the mainstay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You guys will never get rid of it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, I kind of got the chance just to look through the different seasons we gotten to do all the way back to when COVID first started. Um, even before that, episodes yeah. we weren't able to do. And I I just was filled, honestly, with gratitude. And I I know that sounds like, that's past their speak, but really, like seriously filled with lot of joy and gratitude for having been able to play a, a role in doable discipleship and what we've been able to talk about, what we've been able to dig into. Um, and we've just had fun too. This has been such a life-giving, fun, joyful experience for me. You know, before this started, I have I'd I listened to podcasts, but I've never done anything on a podcast. I've, mm-hmm. My first episode when you and uh, Doug interviewed me was my first yeah. time on a podcast. Yeah, I remember um, that. I remember being so nervous for that. Little did I know. <laughs> Little did I know. Um, but it's has started to become something that I've really enjoyed and I've loved doing. I've been looking forward to recording and putting out these episodes. So though I'm excited to start this new journey in North Carolina and start the process of planning a church. I'm also, there's also sadness involved. It's bittersweet um, because I've enjoyed this so much. I've been, I've gotten the chance to connect with a few of the listeners just through email, which mm-hmm. has been really nice. And um, yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know if sorrow is the right word, but bittersweet is probably a better word of looking yeah. back through the episodes and going, man, I'm not gonna be doing that. That's not going to be my role anymore. I'm not going to be able to have the opportunity to do this. Maybe if uh, Jason is so kind, he'll he'll let me invite me back on the podcast later. Um,
1: I mean, right now our trend is to wait like a year and a half, <laughs> you know, before we invite former co-hosts back on. So, I'll see yeah. you guys in 2023.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that's what's going on. Uh, like I said, we're really excited. We're excited to start this process. We're excited for what God is doing and Kind of the burden that he's put on our heart for Charlotte, North Carolina, and what we believe that he's gonna do uh, in and through us. So yeah. that's the update. That is the life update. Um,
1: yeah.
0: By the like, time this comes out, yeah. I will have been transitioned already. Yep. Uh, post, what's it, post humus league?
1: I guess, kind post, of. I mean, kind of post. Not the transition we're talking about, but yeah. Not that type of transition. <laughs>
0: Lord willing, that's not for. I got a few, few, few decades left in me, um, but yes, I may yeah. be listening to this from North Carolina. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what's going on. That's what's happening in the life of the Robinsons.
1: Well, I mean, and you talked about just your experience, undoable, and and just kind of, and as we look back, it really is. It's it's been a really cool and unique and really powerful season with you on the show because back before when we had first started it we were just kind of hunkered down in the bible and looking at these different topics and looking at you know different things like that and then in this last year we really made it a prerogative to look at things that are going on in the world and culturally and things like that so like starting starting with with the COVID stuff the spiritual antidote series that we did as you know and then going into like the race and the gospel stuff and going into the politics and the church stuff and leading on to yeah. now talking about listening like it's all it's it's been a different approach to what this podcast is but incredibly powerful and i think very needed too it's needed to mm-hmm. talk about how are we as disciples as followers of christ um how can we be thinking about these things and growing in doing this is doable discipleship so we're always talking about the things that you can start to live out and yeah exactly and you know it's i'm I'm really happy that you um have been able to be a part of this season i don't i don't know if it would have you know happened uh, the way that it did if you hadn't been co-host at the time. So really, you know, it's it's amazing to think back and see that God knew that your season at saddleback wouldn't necessarily be extraordinarily long, but that your impact would still be great. Mm. And that he um is going to use, I, I don't doubt is going to use everything that you've been a part of here and all the different ways that you've been able to learn and grow on our team and whatnot. And take that with you as you are now starting your own church and learning to shepherd you know a flock over there so um so for any listeners who may live in north carolina specifically in the charlotte area you should keep an eye on brandon's thing on his church split you should follow him on twitter and i'm sure it'll be up there you'll see a lot of soccer content and basketball (laughs) content but you should also you know be on the lookout for, you know.
0: For any listeners in North, out North Carolina, outside of my mom and dad. <laughs> yes, you can contact me. I would love, would love to, to meet up. No, Jason, thank you for saying that. Um, making me feel good, man. You're making me Aww. feel warm inside. Um, well, I
1: do want to talk about this with the listening aspect. because
0: yeah, please.
1: Because we've talked in this season, we've talked about a listening from a bunch of different angles, which you mentioned earlier on. And um, but this is listening. You and Laura have been listening to what the spirit has been telling you in t- saying that it is a new season for you. So I wanted to ask, what has listening to God looked like for you?
0: That's a great question. Um it starts with it or has started with for me listening to myself. So what I mean is like. Listening to what is making me excited? What is, uh, what do I find myself daydreaming? Um, What are those topics? What are those things? Where are those places that I find my mind naturally gravitating towards? Are they exciting me? Um, Are they bringing, making me feel anxious? Are they making me feel scared? Uh, Kind of listening to what's going on inside of my own mind. Uh, like in my heart? What are, what are the things, like I said, that are making me anxious? What, what, do I, what am I scared of right now? What am I excited about? What do I want more of in my life? What is bringing me joy? Um, what's good for my marriage? What's good uh, for my family? Um, listening to all those things, kind of just, I remember, uh, this is actually a professor in school that was, she was unpacking this for me of like, you know, you can listen to your life. And I was like, uh, what do you mean you can, what? She's like, yeah, like, are you listen to your emotions, listen to God, maybe speaking to you through your gut. She said, like, what is going on inside of you and pay attention to that, write it down. Uh, you don't have to come into, to any conclusions, but be aware of it. So it kind of started this journey for me of journaling and trying to be aware of what's going on inside of me. Um, so from there, I was able to kind of track like, hey, what's bubbling up inside of me? Like, what do I feel like, how do I make sense of this? These hieroglyphics, so to speak, like how do <laughs> yeah. I need a hieroglyphic reader? How do I make sense of what's bubbling up inside of me? Um, so from there, it was kind of going to people that I love, going to people that I trust and saying, hey, um, I'm sensing this in me. Does this sound like God to you? Does this sound like there's something here? Does this sound crazy? um which is a really important step because it's really easy to fool yourself um it's it's really easy to lie to yourself mm-hmm. you can convince yourself of anything um it's a lot harder to lie and convince someone else of something uh who doesn't necessarily have a vested interest in the outcome that you want uh so bringing those those thoughts and those that thinking that what you've tracked to other people and saying hey can you help me listen to this. Can you help me discern this? Can you help me make sense of what, what, what's, what's going on here? I have a hunch, but I don't know if that's correct. Um, so it was a season of that for us, for both Laura and I Of like, okay, let's try this out on a few people and see, see what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had maybe four or five people, five people that we talked to that said, okay, we're going to bring these five people in and just see. Yeah. Um, and they all, we're very encouraging and affirming and like, Hey, we, yeah, we think God's in this. We, we see this in you. Um, and it's important too, to have those people pray for you, not just to like, Hey, I, I need 20 minutes of your time. And in 20 minutes, I need you to tell me <laughs> if what I'm, you know, you got to give people space to like, I don't know, let me think about that a little bit more and pray about it. And then let's connect later. Uh, so it was a lot of that kind of once we kind of got to like, okay, we do think this is God speaking. We do think this is God calling us and God's in it. Then from there, it was like, okay, now it's time to take some action steps and see, see what's out there. Yeah. Um, see, let's kind of test this and see like, okay, God, we, we, we think you're saying this. And it's important. Um, I don't think God is ever upset with us for trying to do something that we think that he's calling us to do. Yeah. you know, I don't think he's going to bonk us on the head for getting it wrong. I think if we're approaching something with the right heart of God, I'm, I'm wanting to, I, I sense I'm hearing your voice here. I'm going to take, take steps towards that. I want to be in your will. I think that's honoring to God. So try to take some steps and see again, like what, what might happen? What, if God's in it, like, I think he'll continue to open doors. And sure enough, um, he continued to open doors with a the church planning organization. Um, Mm -hmm. and at that point it became like, okay, this is really real. Um, when they were like, Hey, we, we thank you for your input. Thank you for what you submitted. Like we see that this has some potential. We'd like to work with you. And that's when it got like, okay, dang, um, God, you are in this. (laughs) We, 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 we've heard correctly. We've sensed correctly. Um, but that's what brings a lot of excitement, right? It's, I don't have a full a full picture of what the next two, three years looks like, um, have an idea, right? It's always good to yeah. have an idea of what what that could look like, but I don't know, you know, it's, it feels very foggy. Um, but I think God gives us just enough. We can kind of make the outline out and like, okay, we're going to walk this way. Um, yeah. even though we can't see with perfect clarity, what, what's out ahead.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I think, the idea of listening to God and trying to get his direction is perhaps one of the most common questions that people have because like, we're always trying to listen to God and trying to follow, you know, especially when there's like these big decisions and, but it's always like, okay, so what does that mean? How does that look? And to hear from people, who are literally in the middle of that season, <laughs> is yeah. so important. And as, as you said, it all kind of goes back to your relationship with God. And it goes back to talking with him about it. And, you know, in, in, in truly asking him, you know, to speak with you about it. Asking him to show, you know, to open door and that kind of stuff. And just being honest with where you're at. And yeah. That's yeah. what's so important about building a stronger relationship with God is is that conversation then doesn't become so weird and so like, well, I don't know. It's, it's you really start to know each other, you know.
0: And God's not like, how dare you selfishly ask me about the yeah, future? Yeah, of course not. Go to your room, I'm going to give you cheese and crackers. <laughs> you know, like... I, like I cheese and crackers one one. I like cheese and crackers. Too. <laughs> Fun fact: When I was a kid, I didn't like cake, and I still don't really like cake. So my mom would send me the birthday parties with cheese and crackers, so I I could eat when everyone so else was eating their cake.
1: There you go. So That's all right. There's there you go. <laughs>
0: um, but no, seriously, one of the things that I learned, well, I think I am learning in this process, is about desire, and yeah. I think I assumed like if I have desire in me, it's it's not from God. It's it's just selfish. It's, uh, you know, it's, I can't trust it. And um, there's an element of that, but it could be the very thing that God's put inside of you. The very yeah. desires you have might be there because God's like, yeah, I know. I, I put that there. I want that there. I'm excited that you're excited about that. That's a good thing. Cause that's how I made you. Yeah. Um, and that's what I have for you. And I getting to that point of like, oh God, maybe you are doing this. It's not just me. It's not just something that I want. You know, yeah. it's when our want lines up with God's will, a lot of times I think it's more so effective, God's will being enacted in our lives that we start yeah. to want the things that He's that He's doing. Um, but it's easy to trick yourself into, oh, it's not God, it's just me. I can't trust it. I can't. I kind of liken it to like a precious stone, you know, sure. or a diamond. It's like they're in the ground you have to take them, when you take them out of the ground, they don't look nice. They look like yeah. things that have potential, but they're dirty. There's dirt clumps on them. You have to mm-hmm. wash them. Off. Even if you wash it off, you can't just you can't just hose it down and be like, ta-da, look, I have this nice, pretty, precious gemstone that's worth tons of money now. Um, no, it has to be crafted. It has to be, be polished. It has to be turned into that. And I think that's kind of like what it's like with desire. Like we can kind of mine ourselves for it unearth it in ourselves but it's it's not polished it's not cut it's not washed off it's not clean it's just a yeah. it looks like a rock um and we can we have two options we can hold on to that rock and go like you know like like lord of the rings like this by my precious <laughs> like i can't i can't get rid, i can't kind of hoping you it. would
1: go full out and do full Smiggle voice but, <laughs> I, can't, no. I can't do a like. good <laughs>
0: Eh, shit. Okay. That's creepy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no one wants to hear that into their, yeah. God forbid someone has headphones on right now. That's no, I'm not going gonna, gonna, to, I love you guys too much. I'm not going to do that to you, but it's like carrying around this dirty clump of a rock that has dirt on it. And it's not worth anything. It's just yeah. potential. And I think if we give that, that desire stone, so to speak over to God and say like, okay, God, this is, this is inside of me. I think that you have something to do with this. Yeah. I think you actually put this inside of me, but I don't know what to do with it. I can't make it. I can't turn it into what it needs to be. So I'm going to give it to you and trust that you can wash it, that you can clean it, that you can polish it, that you can cut it and make it into something that is beautiful and something mm-hmm. that's, that's worth something. And um, that was a huge turning point in my thinking of okay, I've unearthed this thing, but I don't know. I can't trust myself. I don't know what to do with it. I need to give it over to God and see, take some steps over to like practically give it to God and see what he does with it. Um, and that's, I think was the hardest face step for me of God. What if you say no? What if you say not right now? What if you say like, cool in 25 years? Yes. Um, it's like, but I want it now. (laughs) So, uh, but we have to trust in that, that God has our best, God is always working for our good and has our best interests at hand and, and probably, and not probably, but does care more yeah. than we care about it.
1: It's also vulnerable because you have this, this interest that you, you, you this passion, and especially when it's something that you think you would be good at. And when you put it then before God, you feel like anytime, if he says no or not yet, if doors close, then you start asking like, am I wrong about this? Like, wow, like I thought, I I thought this was a thing, but maybe it's not. And if that's not it, then what am I doing? You know, it's all that stuff. So it's vulnerable to, but, but what we need to be constantly reminding ourselves is that your passion, your interest and your thoughts about it aren't new to God. God, right? you know, it's not like some secret that you can keep from God. God it's, knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so, but he's saying, hey, talk with me about it, you know, and kind of stuff. So I, I wanted to shift the focus a tad. Yeah. Still on listening, but I wanted to ask you, how, how, how did listening work in this season between you and your wife? How did you listen to each other through this process?
0: Yeah. So this is something that has been um, we've talked about since we've dated mm-hmm. uh, before we even got married. It was kind of like, I, Hey, you know, this about me that one day I want to plan a church. I don't know when, but I want to, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been on different, we've been on the same page in terms of like, yeah, I support that. I'm I'm in that at some point, um, but we've been on, we've been on very different pages in terms of when, uh, so
1: yeah, so it's almost like you're in the same book by different pages of the book.
0: <laughs> we're in the same book, we're not in the same, yeah, or on different page, different chapters. Um, so when I first approached her and said, Hey, this is really, this desire is growing in me. I know we've talked about this in the past, but like, is God doing anything in you? Are you hearing anything? Are you, um, in terms of listening, like, are you? Do you hear anything from god in this uh is it growing in you and uh at first she was like uh not really like i haven't really thought about it i'm like okay dang that's a strike that's not good that's not good um wait
1: you aren't gonna say wait i've been having these dreams (laughs) i know you want
0: it to be like the movie of like i had a dream last night that you were gonna ask me this question and then but it's it it was not like that um but we committed to like, okay, she said, you know, if God, if, if God's doing this in you, then maybe I'm just not aware of it. Like, so let's pray about it. Let's, let's listen together. Um, yeah. So we started to really pray specifically about it together. We started to talk to people specifically about it. Um, and she actually came to me and was like, hey, uh, she's like, I think we need to move back to North Carolina. Um mm we've been back in the past and we were there a lot last summer recording a lot of these podcasts yeah. were recorded in North Carolina. And, but not once did she have the desire, like, I want to move back here. Mm. It was like, this is nice to be around family for right now, but I don't want to move here. Yeah. Um, so when she said that, I was like, really? Did you fall and bump your head? You've never <laughs> expressed, you've never said those words. Are you sure? Um. And she said, yeah, like, I feel like, this is what God is calling us to. And this is the right next step for us. And, but I'd like to say like my, my genius and my wit got her to that point <laughs> and just being on the same page. And um it, that wasn't true. It was praying together. It was talking to people about it separately and debriefing together and saying, Hey, I know you're here. I'm not necessarily there yet, or I'm really scared about this. Mm-hmm. Are you sure about this? A lot of harder conversations around that. Um, but that's part of listening. It's a part of the dialogue that we've been talking about. Like you, you, you listen and you speak, you got to talk. It has to, it's, it's, it goes both ways. Um, and she was really helpful in kind of refining me of getting that clarity of like, are you saying that? Are you saying, are you sensing God is saying that to you? Or is that you? And it was really helpful to go. That's a good question. I need to I don't know. I need more. I need some more time to process that. Um, So our listening together looked a lot like just talking and talking, honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, talking about fears, talking about what is scary about it, talking about what's exciting about it. Um, But she has been an incredible help in the times where I'm like, I don't know. I am really scared. I don't know if this can work. Are we sure she has been great and like, no, we've, we, we did this, we talked about it, like kind of putting her arm around me and picking me up and saying like, come on, let's, let's keep let's keep walking. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that would have happened unless we were able to have the honest dialogue and say, I don't know if you're saying that, I don't know if that's God or I think that's more of you or you're saying that and I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not excited about what you're saying, I actually feel really scared about what you're saying mm. um, and being like, okay, because that's part of discerning timing and discerning like, it's not wrong. Um, yeah. You just have to process more. You have to discern more. Okay. What does this mean? Um, so that's, yeah, that's what it's looked like for, for the both of us.
1: So what advice would you have for people about listening to their loved ones, whether it's spouse or, you know, in in your case, it, like because that can be it can be hard if you don't feel like you're on the same page and one person feels like they're driving and the other person feels like they're being, you know, maybe something is being forced upon them in that kind of sense. So, you know, it's important to engage in a dialogue, in listening and conversation and and not just, well, you're wrong. I know what I'm doing. This is, you know, kind of stuff. So yeah. what advice it's- would you have for people on that?
0: one, you're not driving. God is. Mm -hmm. Um, so you may think like I am Moses and God is dispensing all of this wisdom to me and I'm supposed to give it to everyone else. Um, be careful with that. Be be wary that, you know, Moses was fulfilling a specific role in a specific time for a specific purpose. Um, be careful in equating. That's what God's doing with you. Um, So trusting it like, no, God God is leading in this and it's my job to listen and hear and follow his lead and what he is doing. Um, But if God's doing something in you, then he typically is doing it in the people around you. Um, So trusting like God is speaking to them too, Um, Mm -hmm. not just dismissing their thoughts, not just dismissing their ideas because you didn't think of it or you don't feel like God said that to you valuing the love, your loved one's opinions. They know you, they've been around you. A lot of times they've been around you for years and they've seen the shadow side. They're not surprised by the shadow side of you. They've they've seen the good, they've seen the bad, they've seen the ugly, they've seen all of it. Um, so trusting that, Hey, answering the question, like, do I love this person? Yes. Does this person love me? Yes. Okay. That's a huge foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because they might not be on the same page, that doesn't mean they're trying to sabotage you. That doesn't mean God isn't speaking. It just means things might just need more time Mm -hmm. or maybe you need more time of like, okay, God, do I have this wrong? Or I think, uh, it's almost like, you know, when you GPS something on Google maps or Apple maps and it, it'll show you like three or four different routes to get to the same place. Um, I do,
1: except I never use Apple maps.
0: I know. I I don't either. I only use Google maps. Yeah, You need to step up your game a little bit. Uh, (laughs) If you're using Apple maps, you should use Google maps. It's way better. I have a funny story about that, but well, I'll share a little tidbit. I was driving a previous boss to a a convention event and I used Apple maps and it did not take us to the right place. And we had to like sprint to make it there on time. And it was really bad and I felt terrible. <laughs> and from that moment, I was like, I will never I will use Apple never. Maps again. <laughs> Could there have been user error? Sure. Possible. But, possible, but I'm blaming it on Apple Maps. Um, anyway, like with your, whatever map you choose, Google Maps, it shows different routes. Yeah. So you might be locked in laser focused on one route, but that doesn't mean that's the only way to get to that certain destination. Yeah. Your spouse, your loved one, your mom, your dad, whoever that person is, um, they might, might just be looking at another route that's equally valid, that's yeah. equally viable. Um, a lot of times it's not yes or no, it's left or right. You can, there's, there's freedom. You can, there's different routes to take. Um, so yeah. I think having that mindset of, they have a, dir- a different perspective, unique experiences, which is why they might be doing this from their angle or their lens. And how can I learn from that? Yeah. Because they're, that doesn't mean they're wrong if I don't see it, or if they don't, doesn't mean I'm wrong if they don't see the perspective I'm coming from. Um, but the more you can be honest about that, the more those things get cleared up.
1: And I think, no, I think that's great. And I think the same can be true when we're talking about um, listening to God when we're making decisions too, is I think sometimes we get it in our heads that, there is only one choice that God will bless and I hope I make the right choice. But I think more often than not, it's almost the opposite. It's that it's God saying, whichever path you choose, like I'm with you in that. And ultimately it's still going to get you where, where I want you to go kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, so some, Sometimes I think we can even find ourselves so locked down and in afraid of making a wrong choice when God may be saying there isn't a wrong choice here. The wrong choice isn't doing nothing.
0: That's me, you know, terrified of making the wrong decision and derailing my life by 10 years. And it's, it's like when you're growing up as a kid, when you're growing up, you can only play in the backyard for a little bit. Right, you got the fence. That's only you can't you can't roam around the neighborhood. You can't go to other places. You can just play in the backyard. As you get a little bit older, as you build more trust, as you mature and as you grow, your parents are like, okay, you can you can graduate from the backyard. You can play in the front yard. And then it's like, but stay within, stay near the house. And then it's like, okay, you've gotten older. You can play anywhere in the neighborhood. Just be back before it's dark. Um, And then eventually, you know, grows, and then you get a car, and it's like, okay, I can, I have freedom. I can go a lot of different places. I can use my time in a lot of different ways. Um, But you don't start there. You, you, you build there. Um, And a lot of times, I think we still have the mentality. I'd say I still have mentality of, I'm a young kid in the backyard, and I can only play there. Where your parents like, you can go anywhere in the neighborhood (laughs) you want. Giving you freedom. Take the keys. Get in the car and. Go to McDonald's, <laughs> go somewhere. You have freedom. You don't have to stay in the backyard. And yeah. I think a lot of times God's saying that's us. Like, look, you can play anywhere in the neighborhood that you want to play. It's not sin, it's not wrong. If you want to go two streets over, go streets, two streets over and have the time of your life. If you want to stay in the backyard, sure. If you want to get in the car and go to your friend's neighborhood, go do that. You have the freedom. I'm blessing yeah. you. You can go, you can do. Um, you know, as you get older, some of those parameters start to fall off because they just do. Um, and I, this process has been really helpful in me understanding that as well, well. Of okay, I can go a few streets over. I don't, I don't have to stay in the backyard or within eyesight in the front yard. I got a little bit more freedom. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really important part of listening to God of knowing that there's a lot, there's lots more, a lot more freedom than we think. And we're not going to reach that. We're not going to see that if we're not talking about it with God.
1: Yeah. We try to get, I think sometimes we try to get ourselves ahead of God by saying, God, I'm I'm going to figure out exactly what it is that, you know, I'm going to do, you know, whereas God's saying, you can make your choice. I already know what choice you're going to make and I'm going to be there with you. And there's still going to be blessing in it. Even if the end, and I think a big thing is, is, even if, the even if the thing that you are setting out to do doesn't work, even you know it doesn't mean that I wasn't with you in it, and there's all these things that I was doing through you in it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that you have to look back and say, "Oh, I must have made the wrong choice somewhere because the thing I was I, I set out to do didn't work out the way I wanted." Guy can still be saying, "No, I knew this was going to happen." And yet I still, I, I'm glad that you did Cause look, cause there's all these things that I was doing.
0: It's it, oh, so good. That's so good. Because it's almost like what, what Jesus says to the disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all yeah, nations. Yeah. He's, he's not prescribing where to go. He's saying go. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Go. Mm-hmm. And then as you go make disciples of all nations. So, great, you know, great, that's great commission, great commandment of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbors yourself. So you can go and Mm -hmm. our greatest calling is if you go there, can you love God? If you go there, can you love your neighbors? If you can say yes to both those questions, God will redirect you if it's like, no, 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 I didn't say that. But a lot of, oftentimes, God's like, if you can answer those questions, you got freedom. I'm yeah. with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm excited. Let's do something. Let's try something. Go. Um, and I think that's really important. Yeah. You know, it's not so niche niche calling, um, where God's like, this is the only way. And if you if you miss this, I'm out. I'm out of this whole this whole operation. I'm out of this whole deal.
1: Yeah, Um, there are times where God might be as
0: simple as just go.
1: Yeah. And there are times where God has something specific. There are times when God tells Jonah, go to Nineveh. And then Jonah says, I don't want to. I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah. Those times will be clear, like, you know, especially especially as you are praying and talking with God about if God has a specific thing in mind, he will make that clear. And then, of course, you you have the choice whether to obey or, or disobey. But the majority of the time, it's exactly like what you were saying. Like, as long as you are, as you are after my own heart, as, as you
0: yeah.
1: love me and love others and are doing these, there's an infinite number of possibilities of things that you can be doing and doing that. It's like, you know, it's like job choices. It's, is, there's not one specific job choice that God has in mind for you, for, you know, for each person. Mm-hmm. Now, God knows what you will do with your career and with your job, but it's not like you have to sit there and say, okay, God, I have these three ones in front of me. You need to tell me which one I, I, I'm supposed to do, you know, <laughs> because yeah. you can still be in his will in any of them,
0: in, right? In, in any of them, yeah. And I think if, like you're saying, if God specifically wants to do something, he, he will get that across to you. Um, but oftentimes if you feel like God's being silent, it's not so much God's disapproval. It might just be God's giving you freedom, Mm -hmm. pick one of the jobs. Maybe you move out of state, maybe, you know, it's not, if he's being silent, that doesn't mean that he's disapproving of the decision or what it is. It might just be, he's giving you freedom in it.
1: Yeah, that's great. I was going to ask you if, you know, because we just asked if you had advice, um, on listening to a loved one, but I was going to ask you if you had advice on listening to God. I feel like we, we just hit on a bunch of those things, but is there anything else that you wanted to say about listening to God before, um, we start to wrap up?
0: Yes. Um, the first step is believing that God speaks is the most important. If we're going to listen to God, we have to trust that like God does speak and that God does speak to us. Um, and I think that's actually the biggest hurdle to get over in in terms of listening to God is the faith and trust that like God, God is not only does God speak, but God wants to speak and God wants to speak to me. Um, I'd say that'd be like number one, number two, I'd say is, uh, trusting that God is good. Um, and that God always does good and that God is working for our benefit. Um, because if we trust that God speaks, then we need to trust what he speaks and that what he speaks is, is good. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's number two and maybe number three, uh, uh, um, God speaks that God is good. And I'd say that like, God is love and God's moving us towards a place of love. Um, and that God loves us. Yeah. Maybe that should be number one. God loves you. You need to I know mean, it's, that.
1: it's not like there's a hierarchy, but yeah. <laughs> then, you know,
0: okay. In no certain order. God speaks. God is good. God is doing good to you. Yeah. And God is love. God is not like the far off, distant, aloof father. God is not the stoic principle that you're just trying not to get in their bad graces. God is a loving father. And that love is aimed and pointed at you. Um, so the decisions that God makes, what God speaks, what God allows is coming from a place of love is coming from a place of, um, or it's moving towards, moving towards love, moving closer to him. So I'd say those three things are crucial in listening to God. Um, and listen to yourself, Listen, listen, to what's going on within you. Um, I was taught growing up, like you don't trust your feelings. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say make every final decision off a of feeling, but yeah. what's going on inside of you? God's active in that. Yeah. Um, God's active in your thought life. The Holy Spirit is active within you. God, God lives inside of you. So, don't discount what you're feeling. Don't discount what where your mind wanders off to. I think God does speak to us in that, and we'd be wise to listen there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think, I think that God loves you. Is so crucial because yeah. even if you don't hear God right, or even even Jonah hearing God and saying "nah, I don't want any part of that," you <laughs> know, right yeah. like he's still loved completely by God. God still yeah. loves you, even if even if the thing that you set out to do does not work out. God right. still loves you no differently, right. and God is you know. It, 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 as you said, God is with you. God is for you. God is still working for good in your life. Even if the, even if the things that you are, are are eyeing isn't exactly it. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I think those three things are awesome. God speaks very true. God is for you and is working for good. Very true. God yeah. loves you. Very true.
0: Very true. Very, very um, true.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I think, I think this conversation and you know it ended up being a little bit more about not being so afraid and um frozen yeah. in fear as you are, are making decisions, which is which is huge. And that's mm-hmm. you know, and it I think hopefully this for anybody that's listening, hopefully this helped you. Or maybe you're in a season of decision-making or a listening and dialoguing. Yeah, and you're going through a lot of the same stuff that Brandon and Laura, his wife, just went yeah. through and are still going through. Um, so hopefully this was encouraging. Now, I wanted to wrap up a bow on your time with Doable by just kind of doing a little broad what are some big takeaways from your time with Doable?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Or we can open it up to like your time at the on the spiritual growth team or whatnot. But you know, it's up to you.
0: <laughs> Working with Jason has been amazing. Um, I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but no, <sighs> I, I really <laughs> mean it. You are, you guys. If you guys don't know, Jason is brilliant. Um, Jason is you're a an onion. I remember finding out that you had a theater degree and then a, what was it, a master's in poli-sci. Um,
1: yeah, I started in theater. I don't have a theater degree, but that's what I went to school for. And then ended up with my degree in poli-sci, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Jason, man, you, you, you're awesome. You're amazing, seriously. Um, I'd you're say, <laughs> I mean it. Um, <laughs> That discipleship is doable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that feels like the low-hanging fruit. But, you know, as we were kind of shaping the content and shaping what we we're going to talk about the past year and a half, it was a, a, lot, around, a lot around a lot of cultural issues that we were all living in yeah. and swimming in. And it wasn't lost on me like, oh yeah, this is not just theory. Discipleship is not theoretical. Our walk with Jesus is not theoretical. We, we live it, we do it. We do it in real time with real people. Yeah, in real places. Um, and recording these episodes, shaping the content, writing outlines, writing scripts, like it all, I think in a good way, reinforced and maybe like sobered, was sobering of like, yeah, this has to, we have to do this. We have to be living this out. I'm going to get on here and record an episode. Am I actually doing any of this? mm mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about these topics. Am I am I engaging it this way? It was really good in terms of um, keeping me honest. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think, you know, I think what you brought to this season in particular, I mentioned, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning, but, you know, I don't know if we would have been having the conversations that we've had if you hadn't been on the team. And so I'm just so, I'm per, I'm personally very grateful um for just how accessible you've been and in having these types of conversations and opening up you know my eyes and hopefully a listener's eyes to some realities that we just you know hadn't spent too much time thinking about before you know i think it's in particular um at the very beginning of the race in the gospel series it wasn't even episode was on but the one that you did with laura Mm -hmm. um when you had her on with Rob and you guys were just kind of talking about, you know, just your experience and background and kind of, and in, in, in the framework of everything that, that was had started going on last summer. And then even that, like that's where we, that's where we got this listening season from. Like it's, it's a catalyst into this is this sure, yeah, idea of, of listening to each other. And, you know, I think, yeah, I, I think just how, how the church has been moving, how how our team's been moving, how you and I have been moving with this podcast, it's been really cool. It's been really cool to kind of see um a discipleship applied in real life, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. in the podcast before, and in and, and still sometimes we will still do this. Well, we'll just hunker down in something in the Bible and we'll just kind of focus on what this yeah. is teaching us. But in this season, in this last year and a half, it's really been, it's really been, a Christianity applied. <laughs> it's it's really been looking yeah. at, at at these case studies now of real life stuff, and then talking about it as brothers and sisters in Christ, and talking about yes. what does yeah. this look like as disciples? How should we be engaging with other people? How should we be engaging in culture in the world? And and you know, all these different things. And that's been really special and cool to have these mm-hmm. conversations in this way on the show. So, and um, yeah, I know that you guys are going to do great uh, as, as you move back, we've talked about it um, a bunch, um, but yeah. I, you know, I have no doubt that God is going to use you and Laura in this cool new season. And um, I'm excited to see the church. I st- I still, okay. If you, our listeners at home, if you have ideas for what Brandon should name <laughs> his church, make sure to send your ideas to maturity at saddleback.com. And
0: uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Jason I mean, Whelan Institute of Theology and Learning.
1: The Jason Personals. Whelan. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're going to name your church after me. That's pretty cool. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, no. I mean, that'd
0: be more like a seminary name
1: yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird name for church. Uh, you know, I'll say that. um, probably should go yeah. with something a little you, you know, that rolls off the tongue a little better,
0: some alliteration, maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say yeah. I was going to say that you should name it um a charlotte fc right so for charlotte's favorite church instead of for Charlotte football hey, there like, you go football club you know, I would probably you get, get a cease and
0: desist from charlotte football club that it might would say but. absolutely not <laughs> and i don't want to get on their bad side because i want them to give me season tickets
1: there you go there you go all hey, the club if starts coming listening
0: charlotte fc that's a soccer club if, and if you're <laughs> if you're not familiar <laughs> if you listen to doable discipleship just off the strength of your love for the community, can you give me season tickets?
1: Yeah. We'll there see, you what, go. see what happens. There, there you go. the pinch. You know there yes, like the com. pitch has been thrown. <laughs> um, all right, Brandon, anything else that you want to say to the listeners of Doable Discipleship?
0: Yes, this has been such a joyful season um, as a whole for me. I have deeply enjoyed getting to know some of you, getting to talk with some of you. Um, I hope it has blessed you in the way that it, it has blessed me and um, stick around. I know there's going to be some great stuff coming in the future, uh, but it has been an honor. And with that, I bid you farewell for the last time, unless I get invited back onto this the podcast. <laughs> and then I will uh, I'll say hello again. But no, seriously, it has been an honor. It has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much.